Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Sue sent me a story from lawandcrime.com. Uh, Jerry Lamb wrote this, and the headline will get you. ACLU lawsuit claims grandmother's home was illegally raided by a SWAT team searching for a stolen iPhone. And they mentioned it's an iPhone 11. I'm not sure if that's so important as the fact that they raided her home looking for a stolen phone. But uh, the woman's a 77-year-old grandmother and retired civil servant in Colorado. So at one point in time, she was actually an employee of the government. But she says she was at home alone in January when the Denver Police Department SWAT team arrived. And when the SWAT team arrives at your house, uh, it's usually a pretty big deal. Uh, and they showed up in an armored vehicle. In an armored vehicle with eight officers wearing full body armor and carrying automatics. And they tore her home apart in search of a missing iPhone. So the allegation is that there's a missing iPhone, they believe, in her home. They show up in the armored vehicle, armed to the teeth, wearing body armor, and they tear her home apart. And she's 77 years old. Now, the strange part about the story is that police found no stolen phone and they had no indication of criminal activity. So when they were done, they said, okay, guess the phone's not here. And they piled in their armored vehicle and went home. Now she's suing the lead detective in the case, claiming he used a hastily prepared, bare-bones, misleading affidavit to obtain a warrant and perform the illegal search. And they call it an illegal search, that's in quotes, of the woman's home that left her traumatized. The lawsuit was filed December 1st in the Denver County District Court by attorneys with the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. They say the police were looking into a truck that had been stolen from a nearby Hyatt. The truck allegedly contained four weapons, a tactical military-style rifle, uh, and a couple drones, and $4,000 in cash, and an iPhone 11. When uh, the detective spoke to the owner of the stolen vehicle, the man said he'd used the Find My app to track his phone, which had pinged at the address that that woman lived at. And that was approximately 11.30 a.m. and 3.35 the same day the truck had been stolen, according to a sworn affidavit submitted by that detective. Now, there are some possible theories here as to how that could be correct up to this point. So let's suppose someone stole the truck, grabbed a bunch of stuff, ditched the truck, and took off with as much as they could carry. Let's suppose they ran through her backyard and realized, oh, don't like the iPhone 11. I want, I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for a better phone. Or I'm an Android, whatever. And just threw it in the bushes and then kept running. I mean, that's, that's a possibility. So these facts, as noted here, very well could be 100% true. Truck was stolen. There was an iPhone in it. And the iPhone pinged near this address. However, in a screenshot from the Find My app, it actually indicated the phone pinged somewhere in the vicinity of the home, but did not give a precise location. So it was in the area. Despite this, the detective allegedly swore the screenshot from the app signified the phone was inside the house. The phone is inside the house. Um... <laughs> Crucially, if a device's location cannot be determined precisely, the user will see a blue circle around the device's marker on the map. The size of the blue circle shows how precisely the device's location can be determined. So it's, it's got a margin of error that it will tell you. It will say, well, it could be anywhere in this region. Or we got it down to this little region here. And, and sometimes GPSs are like that because they're taking a bunch of different data points 
and correlating them. And sometimes it's not as accurate as they like because there's not great signals or something. Maybe the, the phone got tossed into the bushes up against a brick wall. And who knows? Who knows? The blue circle covered an area spanning at least six different properties and parts of four different blocks in the vicinity of the street that we're talking about. So the detective allegedly did no other independent police work to corroborate whether the phone was actually inside the woman's home, instead choosing to simply apply for a warrant that was approved by a judge. On the authority of the illegally issued warrant, Denver police arrived at the 77-year-old woman's home, where she lives alone, with an overwhelming and intimidating show of unnecessary force. Confused and afraid, she opened her door to the sound of a bullhorn and the sight of swarming officers in military gear, an armored vehicle parked on her lawn, and marked cars flanking her property. Now, again, just because you've got an armored car doesn't mean you can park on my lawn. Get off my lawn with your armored car. (laughs) Both the woman and her home of 40 years carry wounds from that day that have not healed. The woman no longer feels safe in her home. She's developed health issues due to the stress and anxiety. Meanwhile, the ACLU of Colorado legal director, Mark Silverstein, and one of the attorneys who signed the lawsuit said that multiple government actors failed in protecting Johnson's civil rights. Johnson's the woman in the house. And a detective had no grounds to seek a search warrant, he said in a statement accompanying the lawsuit. His supervisor should have vetoed it. The district attorney should not have greenlighted it. The judge should have rejected it, and the SWAT team should have stayed home. The suit alleges that the search violated the state's constitutional prohibition against unreasonable search and seizure and is seeking compensatory damages and reasonable attorney fees. So they're bringing it under their state's constitution. And keep in mind that many states' constitutions look a lot like the federal constitution, primarily in the structure of the documents. But quite often, states, because they were formed after our federal constitution was passed, some of the states were, uh, those states have had an opportunity to look at the constitution of the you know, main government and go, well, you know, we like that for our state, but we're going to do a few tweaks. And, and, and they're allowed to do that. So it might be that you know, Colorado's constitution has got better protections against things like this. Meanwhile, body camera footage of the raid shows the woman being taken from her home wearing a bathrobe and appearing scared and confused as the tactical team searches her home. And by the way, the lawsuit seeks compensatory damages and reasonable attorney fees for her having to bring this lawsuit. And so this is one of those cases where you can look at this and everyone knows what happened. Every, this is not open for a lot of interpretation. And I'm willing to concede that everything that the police say was true except for the My App thing. And let's assume for a moment that the ACLU's presentation of this is correct because that would explain the rest of the facts, right? So a truck gets stolen, it's got a bunch of stuff in it. Some of it's dangerous, by the way, which explains why there might be a SWAT team involved somewhere down the road. So a bunch of the stuff gets stolen along with a truck. Truck stolen stuff inside of it. And one of the things inside that truck is traceable, the other stuff is not. Well, the police want to get that other stuff off the street because somebody stole a bunch of stuff that's dangerous. That's their thinking. So we got to get this stuff as quickly as we can. Otherwise, bad things are going to happen. So they go, oh, oh, that app on that phone can trace that phone. Where's the phone? 
They check the app, and the app says, well, it could be any one of these six houses. Now, here's your problem. What do you do with that information? Well, if you're a police officer, you can do your job and start investigating that area and see which of those six houses that stuff might be at. And if you can find any information, narrow it down, then you might be able to get a warrant for a specific house among those six. But for whatever reason, someone made the mistake and thought, oh, this big blue circle must be indicating, I don't know, probably the house in the dead center. That might be what they're thinking. Might be. I don't know. But the point is that everything about the story makes sense factually up until you get somebody saying, I have enough to get a warrant for one house. When the app says, well, we've narrowed it down to six. And I'm assuming that's true. And you'll notice they did not find anything in this woman's home. They did not find the iPhone they were looking for. And so mistakes obviously were made. And so one of the things you have to understand about the process of all of this is that if law enforcement comes to the conclusion that a crime has been committed and they know who did it, okay, they can then go arrest that person and go through the legal process of, 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 of taking care of that. But when they need a warrant for a search they're looking for evidence of a crime which later could result in someone being charged. They've got to put together an affidavit that explains their probable cause and that probable cause affidavit must be sworn testimony by somebody with knowledge of the facts that lays out the facts. And so I've, I've read these before. I've actually read them in Colorado. I kid you not. And they'll actually say, you know, I am so-and-so detective at this agency and the following facts are true, and I'll explain why below. And they'll say, you know, uh, on this date, we received a phone call regarding a truck missing. We went and investigated. Sure enough, there's a truck. It was missing. Owner says there's these following things in the truck, blah, 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 blah. And one of those things is uh, an iPhone. iPhone has an app on it. allows you to trace it. We've done the My App thing, and we've narrowed the search down, and we know where that phone is. And now here's where it falls apart. If they were truthful and said that app narrows it down to six homes, it's highly unlikely that a judge would have said, I'm going to let you search six different homes looking for a single iPhone. Because if you go through all six and find it at the sixth, by definition, you violated the rights of the first five. And we can't have that scattergun approach to how we fight crime. So unfortunately, the guy said, oh, we know where it is because the app says it's in this house. And he signed the affidavit sworn saying that those facts above were true to the best of information, knowledge, and belief. And the problem, of course, is that if that was what he believed to be true, he was mistaken. And we know he's mistaken because they have the screen grab of the app saying this big of an area, which encompasses six homes, not this big of an area, which encompasses one. So it's a crazy story. But when you hear that it's a grandmother's home being raided by a SWAT team, searching for a stolen iPhone they never found. Uh, then you got the problems, right? So it's from Law and Crime. Jerry Lamb wrote it. Sue's sending me thanks a lot. We'll see what happens. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Writing my name in cursive is my signature move.